This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Monday, March 4th, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. I want to start off this morning and getting caught up with some of the news that came out late Friday afternoon and early Saturday because it is kind of important. Mayor Gavin Buckley announced late Friday afternoon that Linda Shewitt, who is the former Anne Arundel County attorney, has been appointed as the acting city attorney for the city of Annapolis, and she will take over city attorney Richard Melnick, who is leaving on March 8th. She comes to the city from private practice, and between 99 and 2006, she was the Anne Arundel County attorney, and she served as legal counsel to the county executive, the county council, as well as all the department and agencies. Shewitt did begin her service to the city on March 1st as an outside legal counsel, and will assume the role of acting city attorney on March 9th and will serve in that capacity during the search for a permanent replacement. Anne Arundel County Police have said that on Friday, Dea Monte Quasne Elgin, 19 of the 900 block of President Street in Annapolis, took a loaded handgun to school. He was a student at the Phoenix Academy in Annapolis, and a staff member had discovered a purse-type bag containing a loaded handgun that was left in the classroom. They identified Elgin as the owner of the bag. He was arrested and will be charged with handgun-related charges. Police did say that there were no threats to any students or faculty. A sad story along Rao Boulevard on Saturday. At approximately 7 a.m., the Annapolis Fire Department was called to a structure fire in the woods near Rao Boulevard and the College Creek Bridge. When they arrived, they found a makeshift structure fully involved with flame. It was in the homeless campment that sits there right below the bridge. They brought in mutual aid units from the Naval Academy. They were able to put the fire out very quickly. However, one individual who was living in that makeshift structure suffered second and third degree burns. He was transported to Johns Hopkins Bayview Burn Center, and he's currently in stable condition, so that's good news. But second and third-degree burns are never any good for anybody there. There were no fire department injuries and, and fire inspectors are trying to determine the exact cause. Maryland State Department of Health has purchased about 66,000 fentanyl test strips at a buck apiece and plans to begin distributing them to various county health departments very shortly. The idea is that they will allow users to test their drugs before using them, and it has gained traction across the country as an inexpensive harm reduction tool. A Brown University study released in January said that drug users in Rhode Island not only used the strips, but also reported changing their behavior to reduce their overdose risk if they detected fentanyl. You mix a small amount of the powdered drug into a cup of water, dip the strip inside of it, and sort of read it, I guess, like the old pH test strips you had in elementary school. While fentanyl has largely been attributed to the increase in heroin-related deaths over the past four years. Lieutenant Governor Boyd Rutherford last week said that we now have a growing concern because cocaine mixed with fentanyl is now the top drug that is being cut with the deadly fentanyl. The 144th running of the Preakness, which will be on May 18th of this year, could very well be the last. This is a pissing match that's been going on for quite some time, and Friday Mayor Pugh from Baltimore City was in Annapolis lobbying hard for the Preakness to remain in Baltimore. She said, our interest is in the historical preservation of the Preakness in Baltimore. The Preakness belongs in Baltimore. You don't hear Kentucky talking about moving the first jewel of the Triple Crown, and you're certainly not hearing about reference 
reference to Belmont. Why would we even be talking about moving the second jewel of the Triple Crown out of Baltimore City? Now, the Stronach Group, who owns Pimlico, said it's going to cost too much money to revive the facility in Baltimore's Park Heights neighborhood and seize the future of the race at the more spacious Laurel facility. They're also proposing investing in a new equine training and health facility in Bowie, which would revitalize the Bowie racetrack, which closed in 85. In pleading with lawmakers, Pugh said that we're willing to work with the Stronach family. This means the world to every one of us who lives in Baltimore City. The Annapolis Film Festival is coming up. You want to make sure you listen to a Maryland Crabs podcast that was released over the weekend and learn all about the great movies that are coming in. We also had a chance to talk with the artist behind the poster, and there's really some quite special significance to everybody here in Annapolis on that poster. So you want to make sure you check that out. That is available right now if you search for the Maryland Crabs podcast. And the film festival, for those that don't know, comes into town on the 21st of March for four days. Tickets are available now, and you can get them at AnnapolisFilmFestival.com. And we are in the midst of Restaurant Week here in Annapolis, so let's kick off Monday with a gift card to Caliente, my favorite Latin grill in town. $50, how's that sound? All you need to do is be one of the people to email me the name, and I want the name of the person, the name of the artist who designed the Annapolis Film Festival poster this year. Get that email into me by 6 p.m. tonight. We'll pick a winner, and good luck with that. All right, that does wrap it up for today. Please make sure you're giving us a recommendation and a review if you're someplace where you can do that. You want to check out that first link in our show notes, find out all the different ways that you can connect to us. Other than that, you want to hang tight because we've got George Young with your local DMV weather, and he's coming up in just one minute. Everybody's a dreamer. Hi there, this is John Fernay, the co-host of the Maryland Crabs podcast, welcoming you to the 7th Annual Annapolis Film Festival. The film festival runs from March 21st to 24th with a full slate of more than 70 films. The festival includes four days of films, panels, parties, showcases, coffee talks, Q&As with filmmakers, directors, producers, and much, much more. Get through the door and into your seat watching some of the 70-plus great films that the Annapolis Film Festival is bringing to us once again for the seventh year. She looks so weak and fragile. That's why she tried to be so hard. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Monday, March 4th. A cold, breezy day today and a very cold week ahead for Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County with highs in the 30s much of the week and maybe only upper 20s on Wednesday, which is some 10 to 20 or even 25 degrees below normal highs of low 50s for early March. But it should be sunny and dry much of the week, so that's a bonus, which is great for Annapolis because it's Annapolis Restaurant Week all week. So be sure to get out and about and enjoy the festivities, which technically last through March 10th. And it'll be a big weekend ahead in Annapolis as well, with the Shamrock Stroll at noon on Saturday and the St. Paddy's Day Parade on Sunday at 1 p.m. before a big outdoor fest at City Dock on Sunday at 3 p.m. So bundle up during the week and get ready for a big weekend of fun as we get one of the best days of the year on Sunday, the return of daylight saving time. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there today, and be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching for DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores, and also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. Imagine your child saying, Guess what I learned in school today? 
at St. Andrews, it happens every day. We asked Emma and Lawson why. We grow winter greens in our garden to make smoothies. Second graders are the chicken checkers, and our eighth graders take care of our goats. Our classes are the perfect size, which means we get to know each other well, and our teachers know us. Visit St. Andrews Day School's Open House, Friday, March 8th from 9 to 11 a.m., or call 410-266-0952 for a tour. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.